0: witness. Hello everyone, this is Kayla bringing you another episode and today we are going to be talking about a very interesting topic. But before we get into it, let's have a word of prayer so the Lord will be with us as we speak and talk of Him. With that, let's bow our heads and close our eyes. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you so much for coming into this world, for giving us all of the blessings that you give us, for giving us love, joy, peace, and all of the many other wonderful gifts and talents that you You have bestowed upon us to use for your glory and your honor. Lord, help us to be more like you. And Lord, please forgive us for the sins that we do and the things that we do. We are not worthy of your forgiveness and your mercy and your love. But Lord, you give it to us anyway. And we are so grateful for that. And we ask that you continue to lead and guide and direct us. And we ask all these things in your precious, holy, wonderful son's name. Amen. All right. So today I want to talk about peace, the peace that the Lord promises us and what it kind of entails and what is expected so that we can have this peace. So we'll get into a bit of all of that but first I want to read some Bible verses and these are very encouraging Bible verses that we should always read and learn and memorize so that we can quote them anytime we want or need them. In Isaiah 26 3 it says, Thou wilt keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on thee because he trusteth in thee. So here we have different things. We have to keep our minds stayed on the Lord and we have to trust in him. These are the conditions of having perfect peace and we'll get into that a little bit later. It says in Psalms 119, 165, great peace have they which love thy law and nothing shall offend them. So it doesn't matter what people say about us. It doesn't matter what we have to do or give up. We won't be offended. We won't let it bother us because the Lord has promised to be there for us and give us that peace and the Lord will fulfill his promises we must believe in number 6 25 through 26 it says the Lord make his face shine upon thee and be gracious unto thee the Lord lift up his countenance upon thee and give thee peace this is a beautiful promise in Psalms 29 11 the Lord will give strength unto his people the Lord will bless his people with peace we are given so many beautiful promises in the Bible about peace and how we are not alone John 14 27 says peace I leave with you my peace I I give unto you, not as the world giveth, give I unto you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. Now it's very interesting this verse makes this distinction between the peace that the world proclaims to give you and the peace of Christ. And we'll be getting into that a little bit too later on. And we have to have that right peace because if we have the wrong peace, it's not true peace. It's just a fake peace providing us until we realize that this peace that we thought we had was nothing but a masquerade and and uh, we, we don't want a fake peace. We want the real peace. John 16, 33. These things I have spoken unto you, that in me ye might have peace. In the world ye shall have tribulation. But be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. This is so beautiful. And in Isaiah 41, 10, it says, Fear thou not, for I am with thee. Be not dismayed, for I am thy God. I will strengthen thee. Yea, I will help thee. Yea, I will uphold thee with the right hand of my righteousness. We are told again and again that we can go to him, that when we go to him, he will give us all of these wonderful blessings. We do not pray enough. We do not go to the Lord enough. The Bible tells us that we need to ask and seek and knock. And then it tells us that we need to, in Psalms 55 22, it says, cast thy burden upon the Lord and he shall sustain thee. He shall never suffer the righteous to be moved. We can always go to him. And we know the very first thing the Bible talks about Jesus being the prince of peace and how when he came to earth it says glory to God in the highest and on earth peace goodwill toward men the Lord gives us peace and that is why he says my peace I give unto you we need his peace not the peace that the world promises we have such a hope we have such a wonderful blessing and in second Thessalonians 3 16 it says now the Lord of peace himself give you peace always by all means the Lord be with you All and he tells us in Matthew 5 9 Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called the children of God. This is all throughout the Bible. We have promises and verses telling us about peace and about serenity and love and about all of the blessings that will come with having that peace and having that guidance and having no strife with men, and how beautiful peace is, and how the Lord will strengthen us and be with with us and give us that peace and that righteousness. And we can have all of these things if we pray and if we ask. In Romans 5, 1 through 2, it says, Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom also we have access by faith into this grace wherein we stand and rejoice in hope of the glory of God. These are the kinds of things that we need to know. These are the kinds of things that we need to memorize and keep in the forefront of our mind because God has given us these verses for a reason so that we can be assured when the devil tries to tell us that we will never have the victory over sin when he tempts us to do things we know are wrong we can claim all of these promises we can claim to have the peace but there are certain conditions there are ways that we can get the peace of the world and there are things that we are going to have to give up and there are things that we are going to have to change about ourselves and order to have the peace from God. Now, I want to read R.H. July 24th, 1894, paragraph 3 and 4. It says, It is impossible for anyone to become a true follower of Jesus Christ without distinguishing himself from the worldly mass of unbelievers. If the world would accept of Jesus, then there would be no sort of dissension. For all would be disciples of Christ and in fellowship one with another, and their unity would be unbroken. But this, is not the case. Here and there an individual member of a family is true to the convictions of his conscience and is compelled to stand alone in his family or in the church to which he belongs and is finally compelled because of the course of those with whom he associates to separate himself from their companionship. The line of demarcation is made distinct. One stands upon the word of God, the others upon the traditions and sayings of men. In one of his confidential talks with his disciples, a short time before his crucifixion, Jesus bequeathed to his followers his legacy of peace. He said, Peace I leave with you, my peace I give unto you, not as the world giveth, give I unto you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. The peace that Christ gave to his disciples and for which we pray is the peace that is born of truth, a peace that is not to be quenched because of division. Without maybe wars and fightings, jealousies, envies, hate, Hatred, strife, but the peace of Christ is not that which the world giveth or taketh away. It could endure amid the hunting of spies and the fiercest of opposition of his enemies. His peace was that which was born of love toward those who were plotting for his death. His deep love did not lead him to cry, peace and safety, when there was no peace for the sinner. Christ did not for an instant seek to purchase peace by a betrayal of sacred trust. Peace could not be made by a compromise of principles, and his followers must often proclaim a message that is directly in opposition to the people's sins, prejudices, and customs. They will be called upon to reprove, rebuke, exhort with all long suffering and doctrine. The heart of Jesus was overflowing with love to every human being that he had made, and this love should have been discerned by those he came to save. Inasmuch as as he became poor that we through his poverty might be rich christ understands the strength of satan's temptations for he was tempted in all points like as we are yet without sin but he never lessened the guilt of sin he was the savior the redeemer and came to save his people from their sins this is a very powerful and deep quote that we need to take to heart and really study this out because we cannot have peace without following what god has told us. And it doesn't matter if our friends turn against us. It doesn't matter if our family turns against us. We have to stand up for the truth no matter what. We cannot compromise our principles. The moment we compromise our principles is the moment that we fall. And the moment that we fall is the moment that we don't have true peace. The peace that Christ promised us. The peace that we can have if we are willing to go to the Lord for help. And he knows our temptations. He knows our struggles because he was tempted like we are. It says, And we are are given a sample of those temptations with the wilderness experience that Satan came to Jesus and tempted him to do a bunch of things. And we know that the Lord can give us the strength to get us through these temptations. We are given the promises, but we fail. And luckily, the Lord is merciful. Thankfully, the Lord is merciful to rise us up out of that pit of sin and degradation and to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness, to give us clean white robes and to set us on our path that way again. When we fall, we need to rise above. We need to fight that good fight of faith, and we can have this peace that passes all understanding. In R.H. February 9 1911, paragraph 18, 19, 21, and 22, it says, shortly before his crucifixion, Christ bequeathed to his disciples a legacy of peace. Peace I leave with you, he said, my peace I give unto you. Not as the world giveth, give I Unto you, let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. This peace is not the peace that comes through conformity with the world. It is an internal rather than an external peace. Without will be wars and fightings through the opposition of avowed enemies and the coldness and suspicion of those who claim to be friends. The peace of Christ was not to banish division, but it is to remain in strife and division. So it's kind of along the same lines of what she said earlier in the previous quote. But here, we are to have this internal peace, whether there's wars or fightings or whether there's coldness and suspicion among our friends or those who claim to be our friends. Because frankly, when we follow Christ and when we follow his ways the right way, our friends will leave us because they will think that we are weird. They think that we're fanatical. They think that we are legalistic, whatever it might be. They will call us name. They will betray us. Us, and in the end, they might even turn us in and lead to our eventual deaths. And this is what she continues with the next paragraph. Though he bore the title of the Prince of Peace, Christ said of himself, Think not that I am come to send peace on earth. I came not to send peace, but a sword. By these words, he did not mean that his coming was to produce discord and contention among his followers. He desired to show the effect that his teaching would have on different minds. One portion of the human family would receive him. The the other portion would take sides with Satan and would oppose Christ and his followers. The Prince of Peace, he was yet the cause of division. He who came to proclaim glad tidings and to create hope and joy in the hearts of the children of men opened a controversy that burns deep and arouses intense passion in the human heart. And he warns his followers, In the world ye shall have tribulation. They shall lay their hands on you and persecute you, delivering you up to the synagogues and into prisons, being brought before kings and rulers for my name's sake ye shall be betrayed both by parents and brethren and kinsfolk and friends and some of you shall they cause to be put to death we are given the warnings we are given all of the necessary tools we are given all of the things that we need to tell us and to help us along the christian pathway and we are warned hey this is not an easy pathway if you commit to being a christian and if you commit to following all of what i tell you to do and you do it with love then these things will happen because of it people are going to reject you people are going to say bad things about you people are going to not want you in their life anymore i've had this experience time and time again and it does hurt a lot when that happens when friends no longer want to be your friend, when family doesn't really want to talk to you because they don't really find anything in common with you because of the way that you live and the lifestyle that you live. Whatever the case may be, we have been given the promises that we are not alone, that Jesus is there with us. Now, it's not to say that you can't have any relationships with your friends or your family that don't believe like you do, but we are told that hey, some of them may not want to be in your life because of how you live and because of the life lifestyle you live and it's really great when you have family and friends who do want to be hanging out with you despite what you believe and despite how weird or unusual you come across but we are told that hey these things might happen to you you may have friends who hate you and turn to enemies you may have all of these things prison and maybe even eventual death and torture whatever it might be these things can happen to you you so be prepared be ready and strengthen yourself for this time this is why we're given the promises this is why we are given these things to prepare us for that time to come because it will come and these little tests and trials now are just preparing us for the bigger things which are to come and to take place the Lord loves us and he will be with us no matter what we want the true friendship and that true family that is why the Christian world is talked about as a family we are family but even the Christian world, even your brothers and sisters of your faith can turn against you because they aren't where you are or they think that you're, you know, on a different level than they are. So even within the faith, you can have people who don't want to be your friends or will say that you're rude or legalistic or whatever the case might be because when they hear the word of the Lord, two things happen. It is a double-edged sword. It either pierces your heart to make you want to change or it makes you want to go the other way and say, nope, this isn't for me. I want to do what I want to do and not what the Lord told me to do. But the Lord gives us strength to follow his way. The Lord gives us all the tools we need, all the armor we need to fight against the adversary, to hold on to the precious promises. And he gives us something to look forward to. He says, this world is not your home. I have a better home waiting for you. I have a much better plan in store for you. But I also need you to do your part and I will do my part. So in this next quote from R.H. April 30th 1889 paragraph 6 and 7 she says this. Jesus says come unto me all ye that labor and are heavy laden and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me for I am meek and lowly in heart and ye shall find rest unto your souls. It is this aspiring to be superior to others that brings us unrest of soul. In wearing Christ's yoke, there is peace and rest and happiness. When we are wearing His yoke, we cannot keep silent. We desire that those who are weary and heavy laden shall come and find rest unto their souls. Those who do come to Christ find His joy and His peace is expressed in their very countenances. Christ denied Himself for our sake. His divine feet pressed through every difficulty that Satan could place in his way. He trod the path to Calvary and was crucified on the cross that you and I might have rest and peace and eternal life there is no reason for our complaining and murmuring over the obstacles that beset our path Jesus's divine feet have pressed down the cruel thorns of the way before us that he might make it easier for our feet he came to banish darkness from your path and it only exalts the power of Satan when you talk of your discouragement and doubt it is not God who has up your way if you find the way hard and toilsome you may be sure you are not in the right way you're seeking to reach a false standard take your burden to Jesus he waits to connect you with himself let your faith take hold of Christ when trials press your soul say I believe in Jesus think of how he made a sacrifice for you at every step think of how he laid aside his royal robes stepped down from his throne clothed his defeat with humanity, and came to our world to save you. The world was made by him, but the world knew him not. He came unto his own, and his own received him not. He was a man of sorrows, and acquainted with grief, and we hid as it were our faces from him. He was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him, and with his stripes we are healed. But did he complain? There is no record that he murmured or lamented, his life and we are not to lament our lives to Jesus made us away and made that path easier for us we must go to Jesus we must pray to him and we do not do it enough we do not go to him when we have these trials and tribulations and temptations and these doubts we have gotten complacent with our walk with Christ we have an easy life the disciples live through a period of persecution that made Made them stronger in their faith. Now we don't have persecution to fear for our lives if we stand up for truth. Maybe if we did, a lot more of us would be stronger in the faith and a lot more of us would fall out of the truth. Because there is a shaking about to take place among the church and among the people. And the final decisions will be made, whether you choose God or whether you choose Satan, because those are the only two choices. And whether we make the choice for right or wrong, in the end we will have made a choice by not making a choice you you make a choice there's no sitting on the fence there is either right or there's wrong and god loves us so much that he tells us how to be saved he tells us and makes us a way of an escape because he does not want us to be lost he does not want the adversary to win he wants as many people as he can save to the uttermost to be with him in heaven and that's why he gives us all of these ways and all of these Bible verses and all of these quotes to help us to live a victorious life in him and that is love indeed and, and he tells us of all of the things that will happen if we don't follow him and if we don't believe in him and if what will happen to us us and that is true love telling us the consequences and giving us a way of an escape that is the best way it's like you have all of the answers to the test before it even came and it's not even cheating because the the teacher approved it and told you these are the answers answer this way and you will pass the test that is why we have to study that is why we have to live the life that we live so that we are ready for that final test because that test is coming and it is coming fast because times are crazy and this world is crazy and like never before and it is not going to get any better. It is only going to get worse before a new world is created and then we will have a beautiful, wonderful home that will never be destroyed ever again and that is something to look forward to. But the most important thing is that we will be spending time with our Savior and that is an amazing thing. In Signs of the Time, August 11, 1909, paragraph 13 and 14, she says, When we believe in christ as our personal savior the peace of christ is ours the reconciliation provided for us in the atonement of christ is the foundation of our peace Gloomy feelings are no evidence that the promises of God are of no effect. You look at your feelings and because your outlook is not all brightness, you begin to draw more closely to the garment of heaviness about your soul. You look within yourself and think that God is forsaking you. You are to look to Christ. In me, Christ says, ye shall find peace. Entering into communion with the Savior, we enter the region of peace. Let us pledge ourselves before God and the angels. of heaven that we will not dishonor God by speaking words of discouragement or unbelief if we talk faith we shall have faith we shall be confirmed in faith close the door to distrust and open the door wide to faith invite into the soul temple the heavenly guests entertain the precious thought that Jesus loves us each one in this way the clouds of despondency and gloom will be rolled back from the soul and we shall be enabled to make melody in our hearts to God. That is awesome. That is such a wonderful promise. We must seek Christ. We must forsake ourselves. We must not look to ourselves because whenever we do and whenever we continue in those kinds of thoughts, we just drag ourselves further down. And a lot of us have experienced that. We know this to be true because when you are sad, you have those feelings and then other thoughts start coming into your mind and you you just continue spiraling down and then before you know it you're in this pit of depression and you're finding it very hard to get out and you cannot get out in and of yourself we need Jesus he can pull us out of the pit of despair we are told in the Bible how he can help us out and we must close that door to distress and open the door of faith faith can move mountains even the faith as small as a mustard seed and by practicing and by talking of faith we shall gain more more faith and it's a, ugh. Whole circle. All of these things begets more of these things because we put that trust and that faith in Christ. We get more out of it. We get more blessings out of it. We get more peace of mind, peace of heart. We start showing these things. Our characters start showing these things. And before we know it, we're not portraying ourselves in our selfish ways. We are portraying the ways that the Lord puts in us. We are revealing his character and not our own. And that is a beautiful thing, and that is what we all Need to work toward and on. And day by day, we can take it one day at a time. And in that day, the Lord will help us because he does not give us more than we are able to bear. He will give us a way of an escape. And these are the promises. And these are the things that we need to be studying and learning every day, moment by moment. And that is why they are placed there for our benefit and our guidance. Desire of Ages 3, 36.4 says, there is another spiritual lesson in this miracle of the stilling of the tempest. Every man's experience tests. Testifies to the truth of the words of scripture the wicked are like the troubled sea when it cannot rest There is no peace saith my God to the wicked Isaiah 57 20 and 21 sin has destroyed our peace while self is Unsubdued we can find no rest the masterful passions of the heart no human power can control We're as helpless here as were the disciples to quiet the raging storm But he who spoke peace to the billows of Galilee has spoken the word of peace forever every soul however fierce the tempest those who turn to christ with the cry lord save us will find deliverance his grace that reconciles the soul to god quiets the strife of human passion and in his love the heart is at rest he maketh the storm calm so that the waves thereof are still then are they glad because they be quiet so he bringeth them unto their desired haven psalms 107 29 and 30 being justified by faith we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ the work of righteousness shall be peace and the effect of righteousness quietness and assurance forever Romans 5 1 and Isaiah 32 17 beautiful beautiful promises we can have that peace we do not have to have that storm in ourselves we must put our burdens and cast them to the Lord it says that if we trust in the Lord and if we cast our our bread upon the waters, after many days it will return to us. That is the kind of trust and the faith that we need to have with the Lord. And it's not talking about literal bread, but we need to cast our cares and our worries to the Lord and we will receive a blessing instead. We will not be worried, we will not be troubled, no matter what the circumstances are, no matter what it is, we have to have faith and trust in the Lord that he will see us through, that he knows the very best for us. If he takes care of the sparrows outside and If he closed the grass and he closed the lily, we are told in the Bible, if he takes care of all of those little tiny details in the universe, how much more is he gonna be willing to take care of us and to see to our needs and our wants? The Lord is there for us. We just have to claim the promises. We have to do our part so God will do his part. We cannot just expect him to automatically do things. That is why Jacob clinged to the angel, which turned out to be Jesus, so long, because he would not let him go until he had his blessing. And we have to do the same for the Lord. We can ask and ask and ask for the Lord's help and his mercy and his forgiveness and all of these things. We can ask for his blessings and for his peace over and over again. And sometimes when we pray for things to happen, they don't always happen. Sometimes the answer is no, and we won't know until heaven why that is. But we can know that it was because the Lord knows what was best for us. That is why we have to ask for his will to be done. Sometimes he makes us wait a while before he answers the prayer. And that is to improve our long-suffering and our patience and our trust and our faith in the Lord that he will see to it and he will do what is best and in the timing that is best for us and not for ourselves. And sometimes it's an immediate yes. And we are granted our prayer request that we have prayed. And that is a wonderful and beautiful thing. And it oftentimes is a testimony. All of them is a testimony of what God does for us and how much love he has for us in that while we were yet sinners he died for us that is something that is so beautiful and something that we will be studying for all of eternity the love and the mercy and the goodness of God and we will never get tired of studying it because it'll always get deeper and broader and we will never fully understand how merciful and how wonderful God truly is and I cannot wait to learn more of him and of his goodness and his love for us in two testimonies 327 it says that inward peace and a conscience void of offense toward god will quicken and invigorate the intellect like dew distilled upon the tender plants the will is then rightly directed and controlled and is more decided and yet free from perverseness the meditations are pleasing because they are sanctified the serenity of mind which you may possess will bless all with whom you associate this peace and calmness will in time become natural and will reflect its precious rays upon all around you to be again reflected upon you the more you taste this heavenly peace and quietude of mind the more it will increase it is an animated living pleasure which does not throw all the moral energies into a stupor but awakens them to increased activity perfect peace is an attribute of heaven which angels possess may God help you to become a possessor of this peace that is my prayer and I hope that it is your prayer too. And I want to encourage you to study more about peace and what it means to truly have the peace of God and how we can obtain the peace of God because this is a a wonderful study this is a study that you can go very deep into read all of the verses in the bible because there is a lot of them that talk about peace and talk about casting your burdens and your cares upon the lord read them study them and know that the lord will be with you and guide you and that when we follow and obey his commandments and we love the lord we will have that perfect peace that casts out all fear and we will be at peace with the lord and we have have to be willing to say no to things. We have to be willing to not compromise our values even when it means people will look at you weird and people will not want to invite you to hang out and when people reject you and call you all manner of evil we have to stand for the right and god will help us as we stand for the right and he will give us the strength to endure because he has called us and with that calling he will make a way to stand strong that is why we are commissioned time and time again to not be afraid to stand strong to stand firm and to fight the good fight of faith because it is a fight and the fight is for our souls and we have to fight for other people's souls that is why we have to have that love to tell others the truth because that is true love telling them the truth about what satan wants out of them and what obedience to god can do for them it is freedom to obey and love the lord and it is slavery to follow satan and that is what a lot of people don't truly understand Now, I want to sing this song about peace. It is called Wonderful Peace, and I pray that it is a blessing.
1: Far away in the depths of my spirit tonight, rolls a melody sweeter than song. In celestial like strains it unceasingly falls on my soul like an infinite calm. Peace. Peace, wonderful peace, coming down from the Father above, sweep pour my spirit forever I pray, in fathomless billows of love, what a treasure I have in this wonderful Buried deep in the heart of my soul So secure that no power can mine it away While the years of eternity roll Peace, peace, wonderful peace Coming down from the Father above wonderful peace, resting sweetly in Jesus' control, for I'm kept from all danger by night and by day, and His glory is flooding my soul, peace, peace, wonderful peace, coming down from the Father above. shall see that one strain of the song which the ransom will sing in that heavenly kingdom shall be peace peace wonderful peace coming down from the father above sweet of love my soul are you here without comfort and rest marching down the rough pathway of time make jesus your friend ere the shadows grow dark oh accept this sweet peace so sublime peace peace wonderful peace coming down from the father above sweep over my spirit forever I pray in fathomless billows of love. And I want
0: that peace peace wonderful peace and i pray that you do as well please pray for me as i pray for all of you remember what it says in matthew 5 16 let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your father which is in heaven so with all of this being said let your light so shine so that you are a star witness for the lord